Not So Peter Priesthood Podcast, the podcast where a gay veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon Church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at NotSoPeterPriesthood. And you can email us at NotSoPeterPriesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! finish all of them <laughs> it's so true like I definitely have a book in one hand whilst brushing my teeth so <laughs> but they're so good and like when an indie author reaches out and it's like hey I'm gonna trust you with my creation can you read it and tell me what you think like oh my god of course oh. I will <laughs> of course I will is it a genre I never read yes will I still read it and love it absolutely <laughs> It's a problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a good problem to have, I guess. But, I mean, there's worse things you could be. I tell my mom that all the time. She's like, when do you buy so many books? I'm like, well, I buy them because it's like, I'm going to have them. But, like, also, like, I could be doing other things. I could be doing crack. Yeah, it's not crack. <laughs> not crack. It's so like crack, but it's not crack. Yeah. <laughs> and like the high that you get from it continues because then somebody will ask you about the book and you'll be like, <gasps> let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> and then one of your favorite authors comments on your post on Instagram and you lose your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have to like not lose your mind because you're in the middle of a record. <laughs> Damn Apple products giving me notifications <laughs> while I'm doing stuff. Anyways, hi, how's it going? <laughs> Long time no talk. <laughs> hi. I know, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, how you been? <laughs> oh, you know. Got my cup of water. Thought about getting vodka. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old, yeah. We had listeners were recording on Daylight Savings Time Day, and it's, yeah. Mm. It is what it is. I feel for Dusty, because. Yeah. First of all, I don't feel for you because you stayed up till 1 a.m. reading, going back I to know. your problem here. But also, <laughs> <laughs> I do My feel for you because you have your kiddos. <laughs> Who were like, it's time to get up. And I was like, it is still 5 a.m. And they were like, nope, definitely time to get up. <laughs> <laughs> Loving that journey for me. <laughs> Anyways, hi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, not so Peter Priest did, yeah. Um, we're here back for some more bullshit from church, so. <laughs> this time, uh, it comes from church news. Oh, I hate so it already. Is, um, so I actually, I read the, t- well, I read parts. Of- Let me back up. Okay. Who's <laughs> your word, Jake? So... This is from a talk that was given by Brother Ahmad S. Corbett. Um, but this is, I'm going to be reading from an article on Church News uh, that covered the talk. This isn't the actual okay. talk. This is just 
parts of the talk. And I looked That's at the talk. That's easier to handle. <laughs> yeah, I looked at the talk and I was like, oh, hell no. So mm-hmm. I just went back to the article and I was like, this is fine. I can digest this a little bit better. <laughs> that separation from it. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Because they just give the high points and uh, well, the low points. Low points, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. But uh, so it's about activism toward the church, which he calls ATC. Which I'm just like bark <laughs> to get into that. I'm just like, okay, you're so cool because you come up with an acronym like ATR. <gasps> Are they going to have rings, ATC? But it's not even, it's a bad thing. We're going to find out. So, okay, we're going to have to talk about this because I don't, okay. I'm dying right now. <sighs> not CTR, it's ATC. Don't choose the right, it's against the church. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, so, Brother Ahmad S. Corbett, how activism against the church can blind, mislead, valiant souls. Girl, you could have just DM'd us. You didn't have to give a whole speech about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is from, he's the first counselor in the Young Men General Presidency. And this is from a talk he gave to church-endorsed chaplains in the Conference Center Theater on October 4th, 2022. What are church-endorsed chaplains? What does that mean? Uh, a chaplain is a military... Um, Oh, that, like, work in, like, military positions or hospitals or whatever? Yeah, so they would be the, uh-huh. um, like, office. they're, like, military, they they minister to the military, so they would be endorsed by the church to be a, basically, like, a, so when I was in the Navy, it was, like, if you went to a Mormon, if you went to, like, any denomination, like, if you went to a Mormon church, like, you, it would be led by a Mormon chaplain. Oh, okay. So... Okay. Sometimes the one in the um, boot camp. The only reason I went to the boot camp one was to get away from the RDCs for a little bit. <laughs> um, Lesser of two evils. Yep. And so. Okay. Uh, and I only went like twice because I was just like, I don't know. At the time, anyway, it was it was also a journey to get there because like you had to go by yourself and it's fucking scary to go by yourself because if you do something wrong you get fucking yelled at anyway so that sounds uh, traumatizing oh yeah so i was walking (laughs) this is digression but i was walking along i think i was it was either going to a dentist appointment or to like a interview for my clearance anyway those are the only reasons i that in church there were three things that i went like by myself for um but the a lot of people went by themselves all the time, and I was just like, like I don't I, no, pass me on that because I was I wanted to stay under the radar as much as possible. <laughs> I know what it's like to walk with your keys through your fingers. <laughs> yeah, shit. I was you were you're like a walking target too when you're um when you're by yourself out there. So I was like. Ooh. I hate it. I was walking along, doing like, and you had to walk real fast. So I was walking along, and I didn't. I missed a salute. I didn't salute an officer, and he comes up to me and he yells right in my face, like inches from my face, and was like, "Next time, like, look at the." And he says, "Look at the fucking thing on my hat." Anyway, all this, I just, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I would cry. Yeah, for sure. 
Anyway, back to uh, – so that's a church chaplain. Okay, thank you for clearing that. I, I was wondering – because you said something. You sent me the thing, and I was like, wait, what are church – what? We don't have chaplains. So, anyways, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so, while serving as a stake president, Brother Ahmad S. Corbett um, – I don't know if this is really necessarily important to point out, but he is black. <laughs> so, oh, okay. I mean, it's, it's just – because it's, so it's rare. always intriguing to me when a person of color is a member of the church. Like they're just kind of like this weird unicorn that you're like, really? Do you do you not know? Do you? And also just like, did they take the title page out of your Book of Mormon? Yeah. Mm. That why? <laughs> did oh, well. you just skim over that part? Okay. All right. So he was teaching about the family proclamation to the world in a uh. sacrament service when one brother very publicly walked out in protest. Good for him. And. <laughs> As my dog is chasing his tail, literally. Um, <laughs> Mine's staring at me because he wants to come back to my lap. <laughs> Although the member had failed to sustain his leaders, Brother Corbett counseled with him about the impropriety of his method and help him understand prophetic principles. Church leaders also continued to help the brother financially support his family and regain employment. Oh, 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 so he was a ne'er-do-well. That's why he got up and walked out. He wasn't somebody that we should even, like, worry about because yeah. <laughs> he was just an unemployed bum. Of course uh, he was. Yeah. He, the church done so much for him, so why was he walking out during the family proclamation stuff? Uh, because it's homophobic and extremely problematic. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> just saying. Everything, all the, yep. All the all things. The uh, we recognized who he really was, overlooked his lapse in judgment, and taught him, Brother Corbett said. Lapse judgment, I hate so much. Okay. Uh, Brother Corbett, who now serves as first counselor in the Young Men General Presidency, related the experience to church-endorsed chaplains in early October as an example of what he called activism or advocacy against the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He titled his remarks, Activism versus Discipleship. Protecting the Valiant. Oh. Yep. Um, I would like to address... I would like to address an especially effective tactic Satan is using to blind and mislead the young, those transitioning from other religious traditions and cultures, and even longtime and lifetime members of the Lord's restored church. In my humble view, it is one of the great mists of darkness of our time. I swear. I speak of our enemy's effort to transform disciples of Jesus Christ into activists toward or against the Lord's church and its leaders. Oh my God. I. uh, The enemies. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We're the enemies and uh, we're the great mists of darkness. So. Activism versus discipleship. Uh, is it discipleship or is it brainwashing? Right, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, and also, what's so bad about activism? Hmm. We're going to get into that, but um, uh, Brother Corbett defined activism as the policy or action of using campaigning or vigorous campaigning to bring about political or social change, especially in support of or opposition to one side of a controversial issue. 
does this mean activism and advocacy are bad? Not at all, he said. Ugh. As long as he's not the target or his organization. Cool. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, the uh, persecution complex is strong with this one. I just. Uh, Brother Corbett cited several examples from American history, from the Boston Tea Party to the signing of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution's Bill of Rights, and the Civil Rights Movement. Okay, so he's saying the Boston Tea Party was a good source of activism, Mm -hmm. unless you're the British. Yeah, (laughs) right? (laughs) There's two... Oh my god. Mm -hmm. I hate him. (laughs) And again, it's that whole American first. He's completely disregarding the fact that like there's British Mormons mm-hmm. who probably look at the Boston Tea Party like, you guys suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And also, the let's see. I mean, the Declaration of Independence also against anti-British because it was independence from Britain. <laughs> it was an act of terrorism. Yeah. So. Civil rights movement, like, Okay, let's talk about, he's lumping the civil rights movement into, like, <laughs> one little thing. That's, like, whole women's rights, women's rights to vote, uh, gay rights, all these, you know, civil mm-hmm. rights movement. It's this just is a little, little, it's a little thing that happened this one day. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, the United States was founded on and through activism and advocacy by ad- activists. And you and I are beneficiaries of this activism. Brother Corbett said, but activism or advocacy directed toward or against the church is a secular, worldly device misapplied in a spiritual, otherworldly context. He said, change in the kingdom of God is not accomplished in the same way as change is in, say, government. <laughs> of course, so they're you, so much better. Yeah, they're so much better. Mm-hmm. You can't, apparently, you can't make changes within the church the same way you would make it in. A government. Okay. I mean, so that we've would... shown that because they double down anytime there's a protest about anything. So. Well, and it's like that that woman that uh, yelled out during conference. What she say? Mm-hmm. Something. Um... I don't remember what she said. She was escorted out though. Yeah, and then she wasn't allowed to ever. Uh, she's not allowed to attend conferences ever yeah, again. Yeah, like, like a oh, lifetime ban on. <laughs> Huh. I can watch it on TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's true. I mean, like we've talked about before, um, anybody that makes waves, like anybody that speaks against the church, ends up leaving. Like we talked about, like you'll hear last week from last week, listeners. But from us, it's like just minutes ago. Anyway. An hour ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as soon as you speak all of the church, as soon as you cause waves, you're targeted. So, Brother Corbett continued, this is, when activism or advocacy is directed at the kingdom of God on earth or its leaders, especially prophets and apostles, it is the wrong tool for the wrong job in the wrong place. Why? Because it effectively but subtly undermines the doctrine of Christ, which is God's plan for changing, saving, and exalting his children. It undermines the gospel of Christ. So all those BYU students protesting the ban on homosexual behavior at BYU, they were undermining the gospel of Jesus Christ, who never once said 
anything about gay people. Yeah. Not cool. even a single cool bit story. did he say about that. Cool um, and if they really understood their doctrine as far as, like, Jesus goes, like, if he... In order to understand, like, the atonement, like, in order to understand what everybody's going through, he would have had to experience a woman, like, what it's like to be a woman. Mm -hmm. There's no way he experienced that the way Mm -hmm. they, the way they tell it. There's no way, like, um, an experiencing life as a gay person, as a queer person. I mean, there's no, there's been speculation that he was, but, I mean. A man in his 30 with 12 friends? Twelve male friends. Yeah, (laughs) sounds sus. (laughs) But like, if he was, he obviously he also didn't say anything about it. So like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. (laughs) Yeah, they constantly like preach we're your followers of Jesus, but they don't follow any of his teachings. And in some of his teachings, they actually like corrupt and change to serve their own selves like it's yeah. disgusting it's so disgusting and then they say that other churches are doing that and it's like mm-hmm. but you're doing the same thing mm-hmm. yeah but they're so much better because they have the book of mormon that makes like that apparently makes the solidifies the bible but it really just more, makes it more problematic like mm-hmm. it's just it just compounds the issues and yeah. really there's so much more like joseph smith just copied a lot of the bible out of there anyway yeah when you plagiarize problematic material it's still problematic <laughs> yeah and then he also plagiarized from other stuff apparently from so yeah, yeah. something something the hebrews i can't remember uh, so Brother Corbett described the adversary's three-step strategy for this entrapment, which he said is genius in its simplicity and effectiveness. So step one, focus the rising gen. I hate this so much. Focus the rising generation and the valiant generally away from the doctrine of Christ and onto real or imagined unfairness or injustice in the Lord's church and the imperfections of its leaders. So this is the steps that is, that uh, the church is going to take to save their valiant souls. Or this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. We're, oh, okay. We're okay. focusing the rising generation, the valiant, away from the doctrine of Christ and onto real or imagined unfairness or injustice. So by us pointing out the injustices and the unfairnesses within the church, we are we're promoting this activism against the church. I a thousand percent would love the youth of the church to focus on Christ's teachings. Thousand percent. They could make so many good changes. It's oh, yeah. not Christ's teachings that I have a problem with at all. Right. No. It is the church I have a problem with. It is the multi billion dollar corporation that I have a major problem with. Absolutely. And you know they're pointing this out. Because this seems to be echoes from the uh general conference. So mm-hmm. there's and this was like right around the same time, so the um, that that came out. But there's a lot of this stuff about like, oh, there's all these like misleading things. There's social media is bad, and like yeah. stay away from social media. And it's because they know TikTok, like Exmo Talk, Instagram, Reddit, Instagram, Reddit, all those things are saturated with Exmo community stuff that it's easily accessible now mm-hmm. and so um and it's the, the tiktok videos they're so easy to get like you just get a little blurb like a what, minute blurb each time of somebody yeah. saying like hey this is what's happening and you get to see 
people dancing around in temple clothes, you know, and it's just, and, um, <laughs> which is great. I love but, it. Like, it's I am here that for we it. We were never exposed to as when we were kids, but now it's like so much more readily accessible. So they've got to double down on, Hey, that's the devil. They're just saying yeah. they're doing all these things. They're, um, and it's activism against the church. They're against mm-hmm. us. Uh, anyway. Um, and then they step step two is to use this shift in focus to stir up feelings of disillusionment, annoyance, resentment, anger, and hatred toward church policies, declarations, proclamations, principles, doctrines, and eventually leaders. So that's essentially yeah. what we're doing. Uh-huh. 100%. <laughs> and yeah. I'm unapologetically so. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Until until things change and until people have informed consent of what they are signing up for, I will absolutely continue to stir up feelings of hatred. Yep. And you, like, speaking of informed consent, you cannot consent as an eight-year-old child to what they ask you of you in baptism. No. There's no fucking way. And then no. they, they keep saying lately, is that, that choose, this person, this, my child chose to get baptized. No, they didn't. What what were they, what would happen if they said, no, I don't want to get baptized? Yeah. It'd the be- entire ward would be looking at you. You would be labeled as a bad parent who didn't do the right thing and teaching their children. That child would be, oh, you can't go play with little Johnny because, yeah, we decided that he's not from a very good he's family. Yeah. 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 But let's let children, like, bind into legally binding contracts. Makes the same sense. Like, yeah. Uh, but, like, we're... Um, stirring up feelings of disillusionment i just uh, no we're just pointing out facts i'm absolutely just anytime i say anything there's usually a fact checked basis for it i don't just stand screaming that i don't know i mean yes we make jokes about masturbating melvin absolutely (laughs) but that's speaking about the eventually the leaders so we're stirring up feelings of anger towards the leaders too so we're (laughs) <laughs> that's all part of it too I yeah just, yeah but, but yeah it's all fact-based and a lot mm-hmm. of it comes from their doctrine that we're talking about like it's from the church's website and we use stuff like this is from the church news that mm-hmm. we're getting this right now yeah <laughs> it's not just us making up a bunch of bullshit to piss people off it's we're pissed off because they actually say this garbage uh, step three is to manipulate these negative impulses to instigate the use of worldly or secular activism or advocacy rather than the doctrine of Christ to effect change in the kingdom of God. I keep, keeps going back to doctrine of Christ and it's like, you're not, you're not using the doctrine of Christ. Like we talked I about, don't, like it's just, yeah, I don't think that, you, that word means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah, you keep saying that word. <laughs> No, and that's the thing. Absolutely. If I have Christian friends who are so incredibly kind and loving and would give you the shirt off their back, absolutely follow Christ's teachings. Yeah. But the church manipulates it and twists it into this thing that only benefits the church. And I cannot sit idly by and let it happen to countless more children that I know in my life. I, I, it makes me infuriated. <sighs> Yeah. Well, and uh, going back to like the family proclamation, that's like stuff that they use as like doctrine. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily quote unquote canon that they use, but it, they say they treat it like so highly, you know, and then 
and it's such a your parents have it framed on their wall i'm sure of it oh yeah yeah, yeah. mine do too yeah it's disgusting and um i had to memorize it on my mission i've said Ooh, that before and so even to this day i still have phrases like if you were to like if i were to start reading it i'd probably be able to finish it like in my head you know? oh i hate that for you yeah. just think of what could be in your brain instead of that yeah and instead i got this anti-transgender and anti-gay rhetoric in my head <laughs> all the time and like that's what my parents believe and it's just the reason one of the reasons why i keep doing this is because like we've talked about before like because you're family is involved in in this and people that Mm -hmm. you love is involved in all this it that's all the more reason to talk about it and talk against it because um first of all where else are we going to talk about it because like (laughs) we can't talk to our families (laughs) no like like my my friends love to hear about the craziness but like it's it it doesn't affect them they just think it's crazy and a funny story but like Mm -hmm. it's not going to be a conversation they want to have every friday night right right Right. So, yeah. I mean, my one friend is like, tell me all the things. But. <laughs> well, and I talked to people about it when I was in the Navy. And, like, I can remember distinctly a conversation I was having with, like, my transgender friend, Lincoln, that they were, like, he said, um, like, we we're just talking about, I was just randomly telling him about, like, the how the church was founded, and, like, Joseph Smith and, like, all this, you know. And it, at the time, I had, I didn't know a lot of the stuff that I know now mm-hmm. uh, just like just recounting all this I was like yeah so we found these plates and blah 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 you know and he was like what the actual fuck <laughs> yeah I didn't even mm-hmm. go into like because I didn't know about it at the time but I, the hat with the stones that's something that they don't even like talk about in the church mm-hmm. like not readily they're starting to now be like oh by the way here's a cute little drawing in the kids magazine So clearly, it does make changes in Christ's church because people have been screaming about, hey, by the way, he stuck his head in a hat and now suddenly we are seeing depictions of him with the hat. So clearly, Clearly something is happening. Some change is being made. Mm -hmm. Well, and stuff like that it's like oh it's a pr thing like they gotta make it sound they gotta spin it to like work in their favor still of course we've never hidden that that's the way it was translated look at our look at our children's magazine there he is with his hat it's such bullshit i hate it so much so there's this um (laughs) the show called home economics it's so cute um but the this most recent episode i have a point on this but the um there's so the whole point of the show is there's three siblings and there's one that's filthy rich, one that's kind of middle class. And then there's the, the sister, I think she's the, she the youngest. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No, she's the middle child, but she's um, lesbian and she is like the poorest one. And she goes like, she's very activist. And um, this latest episode, like the, um, they were trying to do renovations for their tiny little apartment. They had a loft that they had built to make it like more livable for them and their kids. And um, they were dealing with their landlord and the landlord kept saying like, Oh, that's always been like this. Cause they didn't, they had done, uh, they had a flood in their apartment and they did, they fixed it, but then they covered outlets in the kitchen. So they, oh. they had no outlets in the kitchen oh and they were dealing with this landlord and they're like, and she just kept saying, like, oh, it's always been like that. That's how it's always been. It's always been. 
you just don't understand. And I was like, when you were saying that, I'm like, that's how the church is. Like, mm-hmm. it's always been like that. We've always we've always been very transparent about the fact <laughs> that we've had a top hat. Yeah. Yeah. You're crazy. So lady. We're <sighs> we're wrong. And it makes you question, like, maybe did they? Did they? <laughs> like when I first heard about like the um, mandala effect. Oh yeah. That was called. Yeah, I was like, and then like doing the test online of all the things, I was like, I am not well. I need a moment. <laughs> The one that keeps getting me is the Berenstain Bears. Yes. Fucking wild. I know. That one <laughs> That one sits with me. It yeah. lives rent-free in my head quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So he goes on the three thoughts on activism toward the church. Oh, God. Uh, first, be sensitive to the more vulnerable of this deception. <laughs> Get your sense. kids off Instagram. Mm-hmm. Latter-day Saints of all ages, experiences, and backgrounds, including those coming from different faith traditions, may not yet understand the doctrine of Christ or its importance. They will likely only know and trust the telestial tools they have been seeing used in the world. We will have to help them see why the doctrine of Christ should have priority over all other causes, why it should always govern our methods and manners, and why it is our only real hope to accomplish any righteous change or cause. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> uh, so basically, also the celestial tools, like saying it's like the lesser. They got the. Yeah. Like you guys are just like screaming like, into that's the blade. You're that's just, cute. yeah. You're doing nothing though. It's just. Yeah. With your pickets and your little signs. Oh, it's so sweet. Uh, yeah. And also, like, why it should always govern our methods and manners. Like, so make it like, make, make the church your life. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have any time for anything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second, recognize that valiant spirits. So I think this is where it comes in. Yep. Uh, Let's see. So (laughs) recognize that valiant spirits can sometimes be misguided and need patient guidance. In the Book of Mormon, Alma the Younger, and the Sons of Mosiah allowed Satan to misdirect their actions before they were converted and engaged in gathering Israel. (laughs) Among the many important lessons I take from the Book of Mormon is the principle... Sorry, I can't. I'll stop doing that. Among the many important lessons I take from the Book of Mormon is the principle that we cannot always judge others' pre-mortal righteousness by their current state of confusion or even rebellion. Oh my god, we're just rebelling. Of course we are. We're just teenagers who are angsty and listen to punk music. We're just going through a phase. It's <laughs> just a phase, Jake. <laughs> uh, this story of redemption of the errant valiant makes the prophet's call to today's rising generation to help gather Israel more timely and urgent. The same is true of his teaching them of their true identities. The church loves a comeback story. They love a comeback story. <laughs> if they can find someone who like went out and then came back in, that is their like oh Ooh. moment. Like Well it's like that what's her name? The tattooed Mormon. Yeah. She was a big, you know, yeah. That's fun. Um, or what's her, her name that wrote the book and now she's left? Uh, shoot. I used to follow her on social media. She's very problematic, even out of the church. I can't think of her. She was on Mormon Stories. 
it'll come to me after we're done recording. So okay. <laughs> yeah, she like she like left the church and like made huge mistakes, and then she married her eternal companion and wrote a book, and then she's now out of the church. She's joined like a Christian religion. She's been quite outspoken about how the church does not follow Christ's teachings, and yeah, I just love it. I love to see it, even though she's very problematic. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <T-vax>. Anyways, <clears throat> sorry. Excuse me. Excuse oh, me. Bless you. Mm. <laughs> um, also, this whole thing, like this valiant thing, and like the ch- rising generation, it's that whole rhetoric of you're the chosen generation and it's up to you. I think. Um, you are so special. Yeah. You were not, selected, you're... handpicked by God Himself. He said, You. <laughs> You are just so special. You're going to go with the last days. (laughs) Which has been said to like, they were saying that to my mom's generation. I know. know. My patriarchal lesson told me that I was going to see the coming of Christ. So it's fine. Which still stresses me out. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just give Dusty anxiety for the rest of her life. And, you know, it's fine. Seriously. Don't say that to, like, a 19-year-old child, please. Oh, the end of the world's coming. You'll see it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My grandma died in 2001. And... Hmm. In her patriarchal blessing, it said that she would live to see the ushering in of the second coming. And I was just like, that stressed me out because my mm. mom told me that. And I was like, uh, what? And then she mm. dies. And I'm like, oh. That's why we're supposed so- to keep those things secret, mom. Jesus. <sighs> sacred. All right. <laughs> 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 Third, the enemy uses activism towards the church to cleverly and effectively undermine the doctrine of Christ, especially faith in him. Oh, here's the here's the actor acronym. Ready? Activism toward the church, which Brother Corbett abbreviated as ATC, weakens faith and trust in God. It's no, it doesn't. Is no, to doesn't. undermine faith in church leaders. This distrust is the very opposite of the faith the Lord requires of his covenant people in himself, his prophets and apostles and those they direct. I like, so I'm part of this like post Mormon group on Facebook and I would say probably 50, 50 split atheist and still very spiritual, believe in God, Jesus, all of it. Leaving the church does not necessarily mean you have completely cut ties with all gospel all at all. Yeah. It's it's just so and the church doesn't make it they don't they don't point that out. They say you've left the church, you've completely lost all touch with Christ. That's yeah. not true. That's absolutely not true. And there's so much more relevant and beautiful religions out there that give people a safe place where they actually can be supported and loved and nurtured in their spirituality. I just, I, I just, I can't, I cannot with this whole situation. Well, and uh, being away from like Mormon bubble, like I've, um, I've met so many more, so many people that from different backgrounds that are just so much more loving, accepting, and just like, uh, and you find out that they're they're either 
atheist or like they're just like these people that I probably if I were Mormon I'd be like no can't can't associate with you mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta remain true and steadfast whatever mm-hmm. that is and like you're just gonna be a bad influence on me when really they're like some of the best people that I know you know absolutely like, yeah and I've loved the freedom of the last I don't know 10 years or whatever of being of not having to put myself forth as a Mormon first, that I'm just me. It has been, I've had created such incredible relationships with people just based on me as a person. Yeah. It's, There's not that filter of. Yeah. Um, like, and it's so great that like in our friend group, I could not tell you what religion any of them are. One of them I could, I know she's Buddhist, but that's just yeah. because. Yeah she said something about it one time like it's not something that comes up in conversation yeah. that we have to have this like knowledge of like how do you pray who yeah. do you pray to <laughs> like god damn it where are you on sunday uh, let's see atc tends to focus on leaders imperfections and imposes their testimonies by undermining their credibility in the eyes of followers uh, masquerading as a higher and nobler cause, ATC instigates distrust of these leaders. By seemingly customizing this deceptive approach to the valiant, he, the adversary, cleverly diminishes their real power and robs them of their true mission, which is the gathering of Israel. He effectively turns the gatherers into scatterers. Oh my God. So we're scatterers. We're scatterers. Apparently. Uh. Uh, yeah. Um, Brother Corbett said ATC focuses on leaders' human weakness rather than their strengths and mantles. Can we please get ATC t-shirts made? Oh, yes, please. I just want to be part of that group. Proudly. <laughs> Proudly. <laughs> oh, I mean, and on the back, it'll just say scatterer. <laughs> yeah, like those baseball jerseys or something. Like a, <laughs> that's like your last name, scatterer. <laughs> and like a, totally. like a logo and everything. ATC baseball, scatterer, number one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or number 69. <laughs> 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 Trying to be crazy. It, this is so, their rhetoric too of, a prophet is only a prophet if he's speaking as a prophet, but he's a man when he's speaking as a man. So you can't cut down the prophets because they're prophets. But oh, when there's like, oh, my God, it's so it, they messy. Use that when it's convenient for them because they can say, oh, he was speaking in a man at that point. How do you know? How do you know? No. Aren't you just <laughs> ATCing now because yeah. you're speaking against a prophet? Like there's there's no distinction and it drives me insane. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. Brother Corbett said ATC focuses on leaders' uh, human weakness rather than their strengths and mantles. So, us calling Melvin masturbating, masturbating Melvin, Melvin. <laughs> and Elder <laughs> Fucknar is uh, <laughs> it's just fun. some light blasphemy. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's so cathartic, and I also like. I've been having so much fun on Twitter, just like getting, I know they don't see it. Probably, no. Their Twitter's probably run by some team or whatever. So like, well, it's whatever, but it makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> All for really, you. It's not it for me them. Feel good too, watching it. It's for me. And it's for the people that are on their page looking like, Oh, what's this article? 
or mm-hmm. like, oh, the devil is on. ATC, ATC, ATC. I see activism <laughs> towards the church. Ah, uh, they're persecuting us again. Oh no, such <laughs> victims, victims, victims. <laughs> oh. uh, let's see. In doing so, it subtly gives permission and justification for murmuring. <laughs> backbiting and evil speaking of the Lord's anointed all deceptively cloaked as principal <laughs> the whole murmuring word I, it's always like I'm in the Book of Mormon like, oh and they murmured against <laughs> really it's like um, okay first of all they're not real but second of all Nephi was an asshole so <laughs> Nephi was like a pretentious asshole. He got to murder Laban for a sword. For a, what? The sword? No, he got yeah, the sword. Yeah, he had the sword and he murdered he the Laban for the brass plates. Yeah, for the plates. But then he called his brothers who were like, mm, I don't want to leave and be in the wilderness. He called them the bad guys. Like, yeah, they didn't want to leave their home and their friends and their family. Absolutely. I hear you, Laban and Lemuel. And then they wandered in the wilderness for how long? A long ass time. Yet they had the Liahona. But that only worked on their yeah. righteousness, remember? Oh, that's right. That's very convenient for the story, right? And so very much like you're asking, like, if you don't shut up, I will turn this car around. Full well knowing <laughs> he's never gonna turn around. He has places he needs to be. Like, yeah. Lehi was like, oh, everybody's fighting. The Liahona's not working anymore. We're just gonna wander like what around. What you doing? Like what you're doing. <laughs> this is your fault. It's just that spinning. That is not working because you're fighting. <laughs> I'm going to tell daddy on you. <laughs> you guys are being naughty. <laughs> yeah, daddy's not happy with you. Yeah. <laughs> we got to take the Jewish people to the Americas because that's really what happened. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. ATC can also deceive new converts who may be more used to religious traditions where leaders are hired or fired by their local congregations. Yeah. Some will be if more. Somebody accustomed. does something inappropriate, they need to be gotten rid of. Oh my God. This is bringing in that whole, all this like coverage of the church leaders that are being uh, arrested for sexual misconduct and like child pornography and oh yeah <laughs> that's just the devil this <laughs> uh, was just our trial this is just our ward's trial that we had a bishop who was convicted of child molestation don't persecute us yeah we've been persecuted since the 1800s <laughs> or, uh, some will be more accustomed to religious leaders who avoid controversial topics Brother Corbett also counseled to be aware to beware of catchphrases that somehow preserve a sense of religious sincerity to influence others, such as "I don't follow the brethren, I follow Jesus Christ," or "I am holding the brethren accountable to do what's right." I hate it so much. <laughs> I've had active members tell me, "Well, I don't believe in the church; I believe in the doctrine." Mm-hmm. What? What does that even mean? You can believe in the doctor and not giving your money to an organization that hoards millions of dollars and actively tries to hurt people. Mm -hmm. Just saying. 
uh, yeah, the amount of times, well, yeah, I have a specific person that I know, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> that has told me that exact same thing. And the, uh, the Book of Mormon is the truest book in the world. And, um, but, and then they're, they're a follower of Christ, not of the church and of the brethren. Like, uh, barf. Okay. Cool. Okay, sure, cool. Sure, Jen. Do you have a temple recommend? Because then you're following with brethren, because they're the ones that say that you have to pay your tithing in order to have a temple recommend. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. I'm sorry, you can't. Cherry picking. Yep. You gonna make some pie with that cherry? <laughs> 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 uh, these dangerous claims are as counter to Jesus's own teachings as they are confused. By contrast, discipleship of Jesus Christ builds and expresses confidence, faith, and prayer on behalf of church leaders. Uh, wait, so I don't under so your disciple any I don't know I don't know even know how to whatever it will just go on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just move on from that one. Uh, please do not misunderstand. I am not at all saying ATC's causes are not important or good or often pursued in good faith. A light bulb must be changed to avoid darkness and restore light. My simple point is a hammer is not the right tool for that job. All <laughs> needed and appropriate changes in the kingdom of God are God's work to bring to pass. Or just hammers. That's fine. Yeah, but we're not the appropriate tool. <sighs> okay. How about a scalpel? Can we get a scalpel in there just to just cut out all the cancerous, homophobic stuff and the racism yeah. and the sexism? Can we just slice it right out of there? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see it. <laughs> so we're not smashing pumpkins. We're carving pumpkins. Is that too... Smashing uh, pumpkins! I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I did that for you. <laughs> Love it. So good. All right. You want to know how to recognize ATC? Absolutely. Should I go grab a mirror? Or? He's going to tell you whether you want oh, to or, okay. or not. So, so. self-reflection thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, Brother Corbett taught that ATC effectively gaslights church members who engage in it. So we're the gaslighters, not them. <laughs> what did you just say? Let me repeat that. Brother Corbett taught that ATC effectively gaslights church members who engage in it. You can't take our word! I know! <laughs> That's our hashtag. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> uh, we we oh. gaslight us. Mm -hmm. The people who are saying, Hey, remember how you used to teach that we got our own planets and them saying, Absolutely that never happened, <laughs> but I have like documented <laughs> journals of where I was like, black and white. I'm gonna have my own planet with my eternal companion and we're gonna have so many spirit children. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, <sighs> uh so not in the sense that it manipulates them to question their own sanity, but in that it narrows minds, enlarges beams and blind spots, and invites judgmentalism all at once. That's not what gaslighting. Yeah, he just made his own dis definition of gaslighting, which, okay. 
Okay, that's how the changes of, in Christchurch are made. He just makes up his own things. All right. That's not the definition of gaslighting. You're crazy. <laughs> I feel like I'm going crazy sometimes. Some of the shit that I say, I'm like, am I the only uh, one hearing this? Yeah. Like, oh. Whereas discipleship says, Lord, is it I? Or help thou mine unbelief. ATC rarely seeks to humbly understand others' perspectives or experience or to meekly introspect. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not trying to understand other people. Bitch, it was our experience. That's yeah. the point. We're, we understand the other person's experience because that's what we went through. Yeah. <laughs> I wore a sweater. I made a huge mistake. <laughs> I know you came back with a sweater on. I was like, I think you're gonna want to not because it's you're gonna get heated. <laughs> and I'll get stuck in it, and it'll be all a mess. I was gonna again. say, is it made of the? It's knit. <laughs> Dusty. I know. <laughs> Have you not learned? <laughs> I know. And I just said I would never wear a sweater again. Oh my god. It's fine. <sighs> it's. I'll just sweat. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, all right, so here are some other ways to recognize activism toward the church. Uh, There's bullet points. He's so happy. Oh, uh, so cute. Um, ATC looks backward with an eye of judgment and condemns or looks sideways with an eye of scorn and finds fault. <laughs> yeah, we find fault. We find fault in your fucking religious, like your bullshit of story of Book of Mormon. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. Yeah, Christ came to America. <laughs> yeah, of course we're looking backwards. We're looking at your past, which has been based on lies for a hundred years. Yeah. What are we supposed to look at? What you're going to do next Tuesday? We don't know. <laughs> you're supposed to know. You guys are the prophets, right? Seriously, and honestly, <laughs> I'm guessing next Tuesday, you're still going to be problematic. Yeah, yeah, because you keep coming up with this bullshit. Okay. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> yes. Uh, that one was for me, wasn't it? Thank you. Yes. ATC <laughs> <laughs> sits on the trash heap of disappointing history, recycling others' real or imagined sins and shortcomings. Trash heap. <laughs> okay. Trash heap. I am a trash person. It's fine. I think that he says disappointing history, recycling others. So basically we're just like coming up with like stuff that's doesn't like the history of the church is problematic, but we're just pointing it out and it's real or imagined. And those are not, it's not real. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I love it. Yes, it was problematic, but let's not look at it. Let's just look to the future. Uh, it also finds fault with current attempts to regulate the affairs of the church, chaining everyone involved to the past or present. Because we live in the present, honey. That's that's all we can experience is the present. So that's what we're going to work on. Oh, oh, this one's a good one. ATC generally ignores church leaders' positive features and accomplishments. 
so we're not focusing on the fact that like Emma Russell Ballard and all of them are like surgeons and doctors and whatever, but we're, you know, and they're caught and they're the, the good things that they're doing. We're focusing on the bad things that they're doing. It's because it's um, a balancing act. Like we don't need to talk about the fact that Ted Bundy worked for a suicide prevention hotline. He killed people. Uh, by nature, <sighs> ATC will always drive its followers to find other issues. Okay. ATC cleverly plays on cultural identities and seeks to elevate them above all else in the minds and hearts of its followers. It substitutes culturally familiar voices for divine ones. You and I must help those to whom we minister avoid them, allowing their social identity identities to consume them. So, <laughs> so plays on cultural identities. So if you're, um, I don't know. I guess I don't. I don't, I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure what he's Let's just to leave say that there. one alone. That's yeah. just okay. Whatever. ATC dismisses prophetic priorities. So dismisses. Um, so we aren't uh, focusing on. The gathering of Israel. <laughs> no, we're scattering. <laughs> Ooh, this is this is good. ATC is like thrashing in quicksand. Its methods sink the souls and the faith of its followers because, again, this approach undermines the doctrine of Christ. Uh, ATC not only fosters contention but justifies it as noble. Okay, I would love to have a calm mature conversation with members of the church. I would absolutely love it. I would love to sit and discuss the points and have this really rational conversation, but they get so heated and it they get so defensive. So, yes. And it's, yeah. it becomes this emotional whirlwind of you're attacking me as a person that I, there's no way to have a calm conversation. They create the contention. I have never once like lashed out at my family and been like, you little da, 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 da. I've made a comment about something that I have a problem with and have been attacked because I'm causing them to feel personal persecution. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you ask them to explain anything in their doctrine, they, they take it as a personal offense and they, and you're just like, oh, wait, no, I really just want to know, like, why, mm -hmm. like, what do you believe about this? And what if they, what are they telling you? And like, yeah. What are, can you explain that to me? Can you explain Joseph Smith and like the his wives? His little, like, I had this exact conversation. I was driving my car. My mother was in the seat next to me. She had taken some medication for anxiety. And I don't know how it came about, but I said something about, well, explain to me why Joseph Smith was sealed to teenage girls. And she, even in her medicated state, got very amped up that, well, they just sealed him to people even after he died. They didn't even know what they were doing because it wasn't, it was such a mess of things. And I was like, what? What? He was sealed to teenage girls while he was living. It wasn't this like post humorous thing that yeah. they did. He married teenage girls and she got so, she's like, I just don't understand why you're trying to fight with me about this. And I was like, I just asked a question. Yeah. Oh, and that reminds me of an, another a conversation I had that you I've told you about. But the um, this person is going through a divorce, and she is a member of the church. And I told her she was she's been dating, you know. And I was just like, so 
basically you do know that you're going to part of the doctrine of the church is you're going to have to ask permission from your ex and about to get resealed to another another man she's like oh no they've done away with that i'm like since when and what they've done we've discovered you and i like kind of was that it's it's just a loophole like they don't they don't come out and say oh we're going to ask your ex it's basically it goes through the brethren who contact your ex and then they then they make their decision she's saying oh the brethren make the decision and then but then she's saying it's a formality which is how it has always been basically if you're a good standing church of the member of the church and you're getting divorced there's going to be leaning upon your ex to say we want her to be sealed to or whatever right but if the ex says absolutely not they will not press it i was denied twice getting my sealing canceled because i wasn't in a position where i was going to the temple with another man so it's 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 a formality but it does have power absolutely it does her ex will be informed she got mad at me she was getting upset when i was when I was talking about it, so I just dropped it. I Stop up. being so contentious, Jake. Yeah. Stop attacking like, her. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All I was doing was pointing it out, like, um, yeah. you realize that this is, because it's a doctrine that they don't really even, like, they don't, uh, obviously they don't say it to everybody, but it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're actually going to go through this process, you're going to find out. Yeah. And then like, you're going to come to me, and it's going to, you're going to be like, oh, you were right. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or or they'll never admit to it. They absolutely uh, will never admit to it. Mm-mm, never. Never. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. they can never admit that they're wrong. Yep. That's that's Dallin H. Oaks' thing. Is Dallin they will never Oaks apologize. Never apologize. Bless his heart. Um, all right, we're almost done with this bullshit. Let's see. So Brother Corbett encouraged those in the audience to help those they serve to see that ATC is the world's approach, not the light of the world or a city on a hill. So othering people who are questioning the church, othering yeah. people that are outside of the church, just like they keep doing. That seems to be the their favorite thing lately is making us look like the bad guy, making us look like we're just angry, lazy mm-hmm. learners. We didn't yep. have a strong testimony. We're not living on the the city on the hill, and we're not. Oh, and we're not partaking of the fruit. We're not holding to the rod. <laughs> like, honey, <laughs> can you take me out for dinner first? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he goes on. In my view, ATC is one of the most masterful deceptions of our time. All the more reason to put it on a shirt. ATC is eerily similar to the pre-mortal rebellion against God's plan. Oh my God. This didn't happen. <laughs> uh, Side note, go listen to Katie and Kelly talk about the pre-mortal life on Not So Molly Mormon podcast. Because phenomenal. Uh, I still need to listen to that episode. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, Brother Corbett encouraged members to counsel with their local leaders, humbly and lovingly expressing concerns, sharing observations, even lodging formal complaints. It doesn't do shit. It doesn't do shit. No, it doesn't. Because I said, just explain to me why Joseph Smith was married to a 14-year-old girl, and it created a fight. (laughs) I almost dumped my mother off on the side. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I... (laughs) I thought about it for like two <laughs> nanoseconds, and I was like, <laughs> "Like, what 
if I just. (laughs) 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 All right. So he offered the following questions to help valiant friends know whether to pursue a cause. (laughs) These are all points. Oh, God. (laughs) Does it promote the doctrine of Christ in our lives? Does it build faith in Christ, his atonement, his gospel, and his promises? Does it lead others to trust God and be confident in the teachings and leaderships of his servants? Ugh. Is it fault? What? Go ahead. Well, it, it depends, because who are, is he only saying that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the only servants of God? Because uh-huh. there's some really great stuff out there that completely follows the teachings of Christ, but they're not church-mandated. That's the thing. Okay, so that's that's another point. So with uh, something that's kind of fucked up is that in uh, it is fucked up in Desert Book, they'll have a section on Christian stuff and then a Mormon stuff. So it's like they separate them. But it's like really? but if you're if you're Christian, if you really do our followers of Christ, those stuff Why should, be, should be together. And if I'm reading something that's Christian, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. That's just me seeking more knowledge about Christ. Yeah. It's because it's not church approved and church mandated, it's anti. And it's like, but really, if you think, like, I'm thinking, like, when you write a research paper or something, mm-hmm. you want to come up with counterpoints. So if you're actually just shutting yourself off from, like, other arguments and other perspectives, is actually weakening your argument. So yeah. if you're, but like they also like C.S. Lewis. Who was it? There was a, one of those um, general authorities that always quoted C.S. Lewis. Was it Holland? I think it was or Holland. Was it Monson. Oh yeah, no Monson. Yeah, I think you're right. I know because my dad loves C.S. Lewis because yeah. Uh, yeah, and he is the most quoted non LDS person that's quoted in like general conference. Yeah. And it's like, why is he okay? Because he's like, he's not church approved. Have you read the screw tape letters? <laughs> <laughs> yep. We'll have this conversation off camera. It's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, is it fault finding or critical of church leaders? Does it generate feelings of love for all? Because oh, going back to that, you can't be critical of church church leaders. Fault finding, they're perfect. <sighs> Does it generate feelings of love for all others or some form of anger? Does it foster harmony in Christ among all God's children, or does it tend to a divide? But like, like your your conversation with your mom, my conversation with my friend, it's divided, it's division. It's division. Yeah. But, but like also, like Black Lives <laughs> Matter rallies is taking care of people that we love. But like, I don't understand. I'm sorry. Just all right. Continue. Yeah. I just want to scream. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, does it seem more geared to advancing a narrative rather than the cause of Christ? The, I'm just like, wait, so, but isn't a narrative, Christ narr- Christ is a narrative, like Christianity is a narrative. So mm-hmm. this is, that's what makes your point, null and void, like if you're, mm-hmm. whatever. In some cases, there is need to warn and urge change. Does it do so consistent with gospel principles and methods? Does it do it the same way we want you to? Or does it tend to rely on worldly wisdom or secular sayings and approaches? 
Is it contentious or does it introduce peace, unity, and healing? Does it advance prophetic priorities? <laughs> prophetic priorities. Profits. Money. Mm-hmm. May we all be effective and divinely guided in helping the rising generation and all our members use the higher, holier methods, especially faith in Christ that the Lord himself prescribed for changing hearts, minds, and behavior and to build a unified people. And that's the end of that bullshit. So... I hated it. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> um, Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> we had to end on the note of we are um, higher and holier than the rest of them. ATC is bad. Mm-hmm. There, anybody that anybody that speaks against the church, against this active, actively seeking change uh, in the church, change in the church, yeah, is bad. Yeah. Um, who was it that wore pants to church? The woman was Kate Kelly. Oh, Kate Kelly, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. She was part of that movement, anyways. No, yeah. Women who want the priesthood in the church—they're bad. There, it's yeah. activism towards the church. <sighs> it's just—it's it, frustrating because it's the circle talk again of. If you want to make changes, you have to do it the right way. The right way is you can't make any changes. Like, it's just this constant. (laughs) The church is perfect. It doesn't need to be changed. You want to make changes, then you have to do it the right way. Well, the right way is the church is perfect, and there's a... (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) It makes me crazy. Like, you can't change the church. The church is perfect. You can't make changes. The church is perfect. Ah! Oh, but they can make changes. They can uh, tell the youth that they can have tattoos, and uh, that's fine. As long as their parents said so. Uh, yeah. Parents who have been raised telling that it's evil and wrong, and now we all have this whole existential crisis of what have I been doing my entire life? Yeah. And then, uh, so, uh, the friend you know, <laughs> the friend, um, she was a personal training. She has her, she has her personal training certificate, and she told me that she wanted to change the church from within and the the help women in the church be more physically active and do she wanted to create a whole program in the church and like honey, mm-hmm. have you have you seen they barely let women talk in general conference like they're not gonna they're not gonna listen to you like yeah exactly that's all cute you can probably do it at a local level on your in your ward but yeah oh yeah for sure they're not gonna do it and it's not gonna be a church condoned yeah no, no i have a loved one that thinks that they can like if they're loving and they advocate for queer members that they're going to be able to make. And I'm like, no, no, you're putting yourself in the firing line. Like, Oh, that makes me. Th- so there's, I went to Idol Falls pride and there was a group called, what were they called? Bridges, Mormons building bridges. I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, these members of the church that were, um, they were basically just like giving hugs to people which was nice mm-hmm. but um they were we had a conversation with them and they were saying like they've been ostracized in their local communities because of their views on queer people mm-hmm. but they continue to do it and they said and then uh, my friend challenged them a little bit and was like so why do you stay and they're like well you can't make change from without you got to make change within and so they're like we were kind of like okay but what kind of changes are you actually Make. Yeah, if you've already been ostracized, then you're not doing any good. They're not yeah, going to listen to you. They've already, yeah. 
Yeah. So. I know. I had a really good friend who was involved in um, like a Mormon pride alliance type group. Mm-hmm. And every friend I had that was in that has now left the church. And it has caused it caused a lot of problems because they would march at Pride and they would say, like, we love and then they would get a talking to about like we can't condone this behavior. And yeah, you can try so hard to to change it from within, because but then you become the problem because you're saying that there needs to be change and the church is perfect and doesn't need any change. We're all back to that same rhetoric over and over and over and over and drive me to drink. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for... It was fun talking to you. (laughs) Always fun fun. talking to you, even if it's about a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but we'll continue with our ATC. Yeah. um, Everybody email us with your sizes and your color preference. We're going to make teams. We'll have a bit of a red robin tournament. Yeah. Yeah, we need to do some merch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) we'll just mail it. It's fine. (laughs)